Well, like I said, we're in the middle of um, our mission conference this morning, and this morning we're, we're um, having a, a spotlight, an opportunity to, to hear from two local ministries. Some um, perhaps are familiar with them, but you'll get to know even a little bit more this morning. And we have the privilege um, to have with us this morning uh, Larry Stahl, who is a longtime volunteer, been a part of Friends Ministry for, um, in his words, a very long time, and also Mark Mogan, who uh, shares a lot of experience with New Hope Shelter. And they're going to bring their story, share a little bit about what's going on in those ministries, and hopefully um, give us things to think about in terms of not only engagement and opportunity, but to pray for. And uh, starting us off this morning is going to be Mark Mogan with New Hope Shelter. So please uh, issue a warm welcome for Mark Mogan as he can. Well, thank you so much. It's an honor and a real blessing to be here. And I've been here just once in the past, but I really think what you do is terrific with this. Um, whenever you're ready. So, New Hope, it exists uh, to provide love and hope to the homeless in our community. We uh, offer food, shelter, and the hope of a living God. We provide a safe place where people can take steps to put their lives back together. Um, we have been going at this for about 29 years. And we started out with a small men's shelter. And there's probably several men in this room, as well as hundreds in our community, that spent a night or a dozen nights in this house right here. We would run it with pure volunteers. We'd show up at 7 o'clock at night, encourage them to take a shower, start dinner, uh, turn the lights off at 10 o'clock and, and send them to bed, and then wake up at 7 and usher them out, and then we would head off to our jobs. We didn't exactly know all the time what we were doing, but we started with that. We did that for over a decade. Um, later on, uh, we uh, received some funds to start a women's shelter. Uh, a local person uh, really wanted to start a women's shelter and have a heart for that. We were a bunch of men uh, basically volunteering. Uh, so <laughs> we weren't too sure about it, but we went and opened this building right here. This is, of the five houses that we have, this is the only one we're going to keep. We don't exactly know what we're going to do with it or where the Lord's going to lead us in this, but it is a great facility. Uh, but as we're going on in our venture at New Hope, we decided that we had to make some changes. And one of those changes was we provided, we needed to provide easy access, one location for all those public and private agencies that come together. Also, one location to provide oversight and just the day-to-day -day stuff of you need milk, egg, and cheese, or we're short a roll of toilet paper, running around town and stuff like that to those five houses was just impossible. Uh, not to say anything about trying to staff five houses 24-7 would have been $600,000, $700,000 a year. In, you know, nothing we could come close to. And we wanted to better afford that staff parse to get to 24-hour service. Right now, people have to leave at 9 in the morning, and they can come back at 3 in the afternoon. 
not seven to seven anymore, so it's better. We've made steps, but this will hopefully help to get us there. It may not get us there right away, but we'd like to work towards that. So uh, this is what we came up with, the plan. The very lower part is something we never had before, the kind of green and orange. That's an office. <laughs> the office was the den in the largest house we had, and we have a conference room and two private consultation rooms. We never had anything like that before. Uh, consultations, private ones, would be in the kitchen where we try to hold everyone off and say, okay, wait till we're done with these conferences. And then we have a wing that's uh, on your right, which is for families. We're the only ones north of uh, Grand Rapids, except for Traverse City, that can keep families together. Most centers, shelters put you know, women with kids under 14 in the women's area and boys over 14 in the men's area. But then on the wing on, the, on, on your uh, left is the men's, and the north wing is the women's, all secured by card key access, so so-and-so can't go here and there, can only go in these certain directions. So uh, we came up with a really good plan. There's a lot more details to that. And, uh, but the, the bottom line is that we're really excited about having something new like this, being able to take care of everyone in one place, some of those big things is we have 13 ADA bathrooms. We don't have to say, okay, we have this spot for handicap and uh, we can't fill it. We can have all that flexibility. We've got eight kitchens, four laundry rooms, large conference room, large multi-purpose room, office area, la-di-da, all that stuff. So uh, we started. we started probably about six years ago, but we broke ground just last May which in this advent of COVID to be, and other things going on, shortages of materials and supplies, which we've all seen, uh, we're real close to opening. We should, we're hoping to open here just in November 15th here is when we're hoping. So we broke ground back there and uh, we were planning and we did have a building that was part contracted out and part volunteer. And um, I'll go through a lot of construction pictures. And I do know that when I was here, I think it was two years ago, we just kind of started out. And I think in your bulletin or on your, your internet, I read that you uh, have donated 2,500 or 2,600 to New Hope. Well, it's a, that is really a small, small fraction of what your church and the members of your church have given. Uh, when we talk about the uh, use of equipment, to set trusses, a hundred some trusses, the use of equipment to trench, uh, sewer lines, like I say, 13 bathrooms, four laundry rooms, eight kitchens, a lot of, a lot of trenching and stuff like that. And uh, it, uh, it's, it's well, and, and also the cost and reduced costs in materials. I would, I would just venture to say it's over 30,000 that your church has lent towards this. And it's been really a blessing. With all these volunteers and pictures that you see there, the neat part is that when uh, they come, because of our strong faith, you never have to tell them why they're there. They know why they're there. And we have valued the amount of gifts and treasure and reduced cost. Well, let me, let me get onto this slide. I just look back. They seem to be going a lot faster. Yeah, thanks. I would, I would uh, ask you to join me, because I do feel the Lord 
calls me in this because, uh, not to talk about me personally, but just quickly, I've been at this for six years. I am getting a little weary. But as it says in 2 Corinthians here, 8, uh, 10, and 11, you know, last year you were the first not only to give, but also to have the desire to do so. Now please help us finish that work that you were so eager and willing to do that it may be uh, matched by the completion of it. We have a facility now that's really close to coming together that will be valued at about $1,400,000. Uh, we have received from you in our community, you know, Wexford Misaki, uh, a total of over $900,000 in personal treasure, gifts and reduced costs, use of equipment, and just volunteer hours. The volunteer hours alone are close to $400,000 in savings. And that's really people that came to put in, uh, insulate the foundation, help put up the trusses and put trusses back together. The trusses were all used. We did all of the interior walls, studs, blocking. Uh, we're putting together uh, the kitchens and the uh, bathrooms and plumbing and that kind of thing that's going on now. We did have contractors do some things for sure. Uh, I'd be happy to tell you the whole story and everything later on. Uh, but just to think of the, the phenomenal thing that we've done in our community with, uh, with something like this so short. We do have, uh, I guess, you know, if I, if I look to the future, uh, I guess you just think of what we've done in, in our little world right here. Last week you had Hands for Haiti, and later you're going to have Larry with uh, helping people with housing. These are issues that affect our nation and we struggle with, but here you have answers for it, and we're right here. And I think that's the way, the best way to do things like that. This slide right here, we always have some volunteer opportunities, and we can talk about those in detail if you'd like to, but in general, uh, we think to get to that 24 hours, we may need some shift coverage. You won't have to do an overnight, but maybe some day hours, like on Saturday and Sunday, especially to get through the winter. That's kind of where we'd like to start. We do have this new facility. So in this new facility, we've got uh, neat things like a training area and private consultation rooms. So if you feel led to do a Bible study or to do a parenting class or a budgeting class, uh, we, would have, we have opportunities to do that now because they're right there. I mean, we've got the people right there and we've got the facilities right there. Uh, we've got all of the other type of things also, as well as if you choose to be a board member or if you would like to just help with maintenance and landscaping. Not that that's a small thing, it's a big thing. <laughs> but uh, those things are there. So, uh, I, again, I just thank you. It's been an honor and a pleasure to be here. Uh, I look forward to uh, coming again. This is our food drive that you've seen and if you've been a part of that. And then the last thing just lists us, <laughs> which are board members and our director. Uh, thanks for your time. Knowing me, I probably went much faster than I was supposed to. So. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you.
just um, two two things really. One is um, just a thank you to to you, Mark, for all of your hard work. And I know when um, you spoke last time, uh, it was a lot in front of you. And I can't imagine what it feels like at one level um, to be so close, right? And yet at the same time, like you said, weary, it's, it's been a, a long journey um, to the completion of that new shelter. But I just, I just want to thank you personally and for all the people at New Hope Shelter. And, and I want to just praise God. Um, what an incredible thing and what an incredible God work, huh? So would you just join with, and whether it's um, in your own, just offer up a praise to God, but let's just praise him one more time for that. Just great things. Thank you, Lord. Thank you so much. You're so good and you're so gracious. Praise to you. Uh, it's also a, a privilege of mine to introduce this morning our next speaker, Larry Stahl. Again, long-term volunteer, had a lot of working relationship with um, Friends Ministry. So, Mark, you're, he's there, you're there, I'm looking. Yeah, come on up. Yeah, great to have you here this morning. Thank you, Pastor. Let me just start a minute by saying just thanks for the invitation. Um, it's, it's just a privilege to be here. Um, you have to know this is a first for me. I've talked to a lot of deacons groups. I've got up and made an announcement before, but I've never really uh, had the opportunity in 27 years to present um, some of friends' history. And I talked to Clark Dykehouse, and he said, um, as long as you keep it under an hour, you know, and so on. <laughs> no, don't worry. I'm not a preacher, so rest, put your minds at ease. So, um some of you, many of you have asked uh, about my wife who would um, like to be here the, today. However, a um, little over two weeks ago, somehow she contracted encephalitis meningitis. And she's been in the hospital a little over two weeks and probably another week yet, uh, getting in uh, infusions three times a day and so on. But they're very hopeful that by next weekend she will be able to come home. I'm also very hopeful. Um, she wanted to be here, so uh, she's the one that usually gives me my little signals that I'm kind of going off on a rabbit trail or, hey, that's long enough. So, Clark, that's up to you this morning. <laughs> so anyway, I just want to start by, first of all, saying thank you to this church for caring about missions. Um, there's a lot of churches, believe it or not, that do not. They are inwardly focused, and they just don't care um, or at least express it, that they care about what goes on in their community. So I just want to express that uh, to you guys, just a big thank you. Uh, Suzanne and I, it's been a big part of our our life. Um, many of you know we've, uh, 20 years ago, or almost 20 years ago, we spent uh, two years out of the country in uh, West Africa and Costa Rica and the Dominican Republic for a year. Um, we saw people worship um, and work like they did in Bible times. And uh, it is no kidding, all of our blocks, when we built the Bible College in Nigeria, uh, it was all made with mud and straw and water out of the river. Um, it still works. <laughs> they have to plaster it for rainy season, but it still works. Um, so it's been a time for us to, uh, you know, really refocus our lives on serving and on missions. Um, We've worked alongside of many different cultures in those two years, 
But you know what? In our community, there are many different cultures too. And uh, Mark, you see some of them. Uh, we see a lot of them. Um, they're just very different than what we normally live with every day or some of us. So speaking with Clark for just a minute, we thought maybe just a little bit of history would be in order. Um, a lot of you probably know about Friends Ministry. Um, Suzanne and I actually kind of started it um, 27 years ago this past June. Um, we had some help from an organization called Christian Reform World Relief Committee. Um, I'm actually still on that board. Um, but they, they focus on community development and uh, disaster relief around the world. Um, but when Clark asked me to talk, I thought, oh, man, I can't do that. And just that, just that quick, a passage out of Exodus came to me from Exodus 4. Um, verse 10, Moses said to the Lord, O Lord, I have never been eloquent, neither in the past nor since you have spoken to your servant. I am slow of speech and tongue. The Lord said to him, Who gave man his mouth? Who made him deaf or mute? Who gives him sight of or makes him blind? Is it not I, the Lord? Now go, I will help you. That has meant a lot to me because I don't have formal education, um, not much of it anyway. I went to college for a year and a half, and I hated almost every day of it. So <laughs> um, anyway, uh, yeah, friends, um, this is not about me or Suzanne. This is about uh, grace and faith. And I think we, had, we have a great board of directors. However, a lot of us are getting to be my age or older. So I'm going to do the same thing. Mark, we need board members. We need younger board members that think out of the box and are creative and uh, that type of thing. But anyway, um, we had a guy uh, named Javen Gronigan that helped us start ministry. And uh, we hired a part-time help first, um, 10 hours a week or something. But we soon discovered that most agencies don't work at night. So when you're trying to help somebody and you need to get with an agency, you can't go there together. So that's when we started hiring help. We started uh, in our home, of course, and then we moved to the Lake City CRC church basement. Very difficult to do a non-denominational ministry when you are in your own church basement. Um, so we got a little office downtown in the Remax building, and we worked there for a couple of years. Then in about 20 years ago, um, the, most of you probably remember the country kitchen. That's where our present location is. Um, that came up for sale. We had no money, um, but we started negotiating with the senior association that owned it, and we went from 140000 down to 80000 with the understanding they could use their meeting room for 10 years, and that worked great. You know, all the way around, that, that was just a great uh, combination there. Um, Mark Mortensen was one of the guys that we hired part-time, and most of you probably know Mark. He's probably preached here a few times. Um, Mark probably understands poverty more than anyone I know. He has studied it, and he has worked in it for uh, 20 years at least with us. And last year he retired. Um, we hated to kind of see him go. Um, big shoes to fill, but we did hire a new one, and his name is Jeremy Snyder. I know a few of you have the privilege of meeting him already and uh, talking about some Helping Hands projects and so on, but uh, just a great guy. He'd done, done a little bit of youth ministry, 
in the past. He's also a builder, so all of our Helping Hands projects and that type of thing are just kind of his cup of tea. Um, easy to get along with people and, and kind of talk people through some challenging issues. Anyway, we had this property that was for sale. We really wanted it. It had buildings on it. Um, we had no money. And this is where God stepped in. A week before our first payment was due, we had five local business people came to us and said, we will pay for your property. Get on with your ministry. What a blessing. What a blessing. Um, we did that uh, group. Um, we figured out now that we needed to carry on ministry. We need to figure out how we were going to raise money. So the first bright idea we had was a banquet hall. Um, back then, people only paid a maximum of about $500 to rent. Well, our insurance bill for one year was 5000 So 10 times, we had to do all the work, set up, take down, clean up everything. And this was a money loser. <laughs> not a fundraiser. So we gave that up and we started, uh, actually Mark Mortens' wife uh, started a little 30 by 30 uh, thrift store, 30 foot by 30 foot. And, uh, and that is where we, we started to grow. We started getting a little bit of merchandise in besides all the board members cleaning out their closets and stuff to get started. But um, it, was, it was pretty cool to see that just to start, she did a great job of... Uh, I don't know if how many of you have been to our stores recently, but if you ever go to Lake City and take a peek in our warehouse, it has come a long ways. God has blessed with so much stuff. Um, that store has now expanded to about 7,000 square feet, and that does not count all the sorting and pricing and warehousing and that kind of stuff. In 2010, um, another chunk of the land, it was originally in 80, and we bought seven of it, Another 52 acres, I think it was, or 54 became available attached to that. Um, again, we had no more money to pay for that. Again, God steps in, and, and we just proceeded in faith. Um, we talked to the owners of the land at the time, and they agreed to hold 30000 We raised about 30000 And unbeknownst to us, there was an elderly gentleman in Lake City, and this is God's movement, okay? God's placement of people and timing in, in lives around our communities. Um, this elderly gentleman had a $140,000 CD, which is what we still needed, and he wanted it to go to his two daughters, but he wanted it to go through ministry, okay? So we said, hey, great, 2% is, was our interest rate. So we did that. But he said, I want it done through an attorney because I know um, my one daughter, she's probably going to want to change this when I die. Okay, so we did. We got an attorney and got everything all set up and ready to go. And we started our ministry. I am not kidding you. Three weeks following that transaction, he was in a doctor's office in Cadillac, fell and hit his head, went into a nursing home and died just a couple weeks later. Within two weeks, we had a letter from her attorney. And, and, yeah, it was all settled. We had it all cleared up already. Um, but I just want you to see that God provided that money. His one request was that every check we mailed to his two daughters had to be accompanied with a Bible verse, and we never missed. So another little piece of ministry there. 
Um, that land also, I'm going to try and cut this out just a little bit so I don't get too lengthy here, but that little um, transaction and so on also came with a cell tower on it, which paid us a little over $200 a month and a three-bedroom handicap home. Um, between those two things, that was more than enough to make our payment to these two gals. So we were blessed with that. Three years later, the cell tower came to us and said, can we buy out your contract? So I said, sure. You know, I looked at what we owed and I tacked on a little more. And um, yeah, they paid us off. We were debt-free again. Um, the interest, the people that bought there that uh, rent the house had been there since we bought it. 11 years ago. So, um, after we purchased this land, we started our community gardens. We have a six-acre community garden out there. Many of you have been there probably or bought produce from our roadside stand. Um, But the big thing about our garden was, yeah, we had a lot of deer fence donated to us and all that kind of stuff. The big thing, I think, is the ministry part of reaching out in, uh, through our barter labor program. We do anywhere between 100 and 150 contracts a year where people come to the gardens and they work. They have a $300 rent they can't pay or a utility bill or we've even had college kids come and work uh, for books for college. Um, but that's what the barter labor is. They, they provide work in our gardens, which helps us to get the produce planted and weeded and harvested. And we help them by paying uh, the bill, or most of them pass due bills. Um, We typically pay out around $30,000 a year for that, so we need to raise funds for that. One of the um, ways that we do that is a cattle program. I don't know how many of you know Sandy Watson, but that was her bright idea. And um, we, we get some calves in the spring. Um, usually around the 1st of May, and there are some people from this church I know that donate some calves to us, and we are so grateful. But this year, we ended up with 51 of them. We have a a yard and a little, I don't know if farmers would call it a pasture, but it's a little grass area. Um, And uh, this is our 10th year, I believe, that we have been doing this, and it's been just a great project. As farmers know, some years are better than others. This year, grain is really high. Um, but we are very, very appreciative uh, for those cattle. We keep them till about mid-September, and that's a great fundraiser also for our barter labor program. Uh, we see a lot of people. In fact, we have people that come there not only for barter labor but community service through the court systems. Um, and we actually have had people complete their hours um, through the court by our gardens and actually came back to volunteer afterwards. And, and that, I think, says something about the people they work with out there. We have volunteers that kind of walk alongside of some of the workers. Um, just a very brief uh, little story about um, community service. In our Everett store, which I'll get to in a sec, but in our Everett store, we actually had a lady who had to do 480 hours of community service. That's a lot of time. While she was there, the court also brought in a 13-year-old girl who had to do 15 hours. So we matched those two up. And boy, did that lady minister to that young girl about making mistakes in life and making choices in life and uh, actually helped minister to her uh, with the gospel. And uh, pretty grateful for that. 
Uh, the gal is still working on her 480 hours too, by the way. <laughs> That's a lot of time. Um, so anyway, um, eight years ago, our, um, we, we, we are just so blessed with merchandise coming in. It's a, it's a great way to, you know, to uh, reach out to community. It's a service to the community to be able to bring your goods there. Um, but eight years ago, we had a building in Marion, a small one donated to us. And uh, so we filled and stocked that, and that serves the Marion community very well. It's more of a hold-your-own uh, store, pretty much a break-even thing, but it serves a lot of people there. Um, Kathy and Stephanie there, they talk with a lot of people, uh, too, in that community. Uh, pray with them, talk with them, sometimes just listen. Um, Four years ago, we were just overflowing. We put another addition on our warehouse. And my philosophy has always been, you can't make any money just sitting in a warehouse. So we had to build to store our stuff. But at the same time, we kind of started praying about what can we do? How can we reach out more? I got to tell you, when I walk into a board meeting and I say, I got an idea, or I've been thinking they all kind of say, oh, no, <laughs> what's next? Um, but anyway, um, we needed another store. So we started looking at different communities, and we had some requests from the Everett area, actually. Um, so we started looking around, and we found the old Everett Lounge. I don't know if any of you know what the Everett Lounge is. It's a big Quonset roof building um, right where you turn to go into the fairground, and it was run down. It was all painted purple, ceiling tile and all inside. It was dark and dingy. And, uh, yeah, we negotiated a price, uh, did a lot of remodeling because it switched from service to retail. Everything had to be brought up to code. But that has served that community so well. Uh, same thing, we got some great Christian store managers there. They reach out to just a lot of people there. Um, a lot of community service going on there, but we bought that November 28th. December 1, we had 35 students from our school at Northern Christian go, and we took anything that was sellable out of that place, put it on a Foster Brothers semi, and brought it down and auctioned it off down south of Grand Rapids. Um, but it is white, it is bright, and it's just a whole different atmosphere, and the community notices. They support us very, very well down there. Um, money. We stuck about 150 grand into that store between the purchase and the remodeling. Again, God steps in. We didn't have that kind of money. Another cell tower company comes to us and says, we'd like to put another tower on your property. This one will pay over 500 a month instead of 200. That was more than our payment was going to be after we raised some funds for that store. So we moved ahead with that operation. Um, and we are very grateful, but on a 15-year loan, uh, the end of this year, that store will be paid off. So it's serving, being served well down there. Um, merchandise kept piling up. We added it to the warehouse again. So we now have an 80-foot warehouse, and it's the same thing. You know, it doesn't, it doesn't help to just keep building warehouses. So we started praying and looking again, and through connections, and so on. Uh, we had requests from the Harrison area, and uh, last December we bought a building in Harrison, again about 7,000 feet, which was the same as the Everett one. And um, 
same thing. Boy, talk about being welcomed by a community. Um, we serve in a variety of ways. You know, there's been a few house fires down there that we can help supply and that type of thing. Uh, the one thing we do, I don't know if any of you are familiar with a foster closet. Um, there is one in Misaki, I guess, someplace. But we are, we serve as a foster closet there for Clare County now. Um, they don't have a separate facility stocked. When a family gets a foster child and they need clothes, they just give us a call and, and we give them what they need. So that's that's a great thing to, to uh, be able to do too. Um, helping hands, some of you may have been involved in some of them. I know, I think the youth group uh, here has been talking a little bit about getting involved uh, with that program. It's just doing local projects here. Uh, we do a lot of them with teams from downstate, but part of our mission thing is to connect local churches, and that's what we really want to focus on uh, as well down there. Um, what are some of our needs? Um, we value volunteers highly. I mean, that's what makes Friends Ministry run. We have, we do have some staff. We have one full-time director, and I think we have 14 part-time, including our store managers are all part-time. Uh, they share a position and so on. But we need volunteers. We need cashiers or backup cashier, cashiers. Um, usually only three-hour shift or four-hour shift, uh, 10 to 1 and 1 to 5. Um, we need uh, some volunteers to tinker, uh, just just repair little things or uh, help the store clerk move something or uh, build some shelves, those types of things. Uh, just a, a great need around there always. We're also starting to look for a person uh, 30 hours a week, year-round, and it's 8 to 2. So you can still go fishing or hunting or uh, kids and stuff with your grandkids or whatever you want to do. Um, so it's only 8 to 2. It's a flexible. If you want to go out west hunting for a week, that's great too. Uh, we can certainly work around those things, but we need someone about 30 hours a week, maybe uh, mechanically inclined if you can fix a rototiller or those types of things would help. Um, we tried to be very transparent. I know, you know, New Hope is the same way. Um, we are not a closed organization. My role has always been, I've been leader of the board actually for all 27 years except for the two we were out of the country, but my role has been focused on development, on um, self-sustainability because we don't want to always be begging for money. Um, we are in a position, um, I don't know, Mark, if you have fundraiser, typical things, I mean, other than, you know, one-time fundraiser type things, but that's what our stores do. They not only reach out to communities, but they help us with a lot of funding for other ministries, car repairs and just all those types of things. Um, so I have never received a paycheck from Friends Ministry, and I think that's one of the things that um, helps me stay humble because, I don't know, I guess you just always would have that temptation to get yourself in trouble if you've ever started that. So I, I don't get pay. I just love to do what I do. My cup of tea is development. Like I said, fundraising is through the stores and finding stores and what's next. Um, that's my cup of tea. That's what I like to do. Uh, we have a lot of fun at board meetings. Um, we need board members. We need people to, that are uh, thinking out of the box a little bit about the next five or ten years and where this could go. 
Um, we only have probably, I don't know, eight, nine, ten meetings a year, and they usually last maybe an hour and a half, third Monday of every month. Um, think about it. Pray about it. Um, God says to go. You know, if you if you got that gift, I never thought I had that gift, but God will help you. He will walk with you. Um, we need that kind of help, and as well as as uh, New Hope. Um, one of my other verses uh, has been in the the prayer of Jabez, um, and I pray that every morning um, that you would um, bless me indeed, that that you would. Um, enlarge my territory, and that's what I see as store expansions and reaching out to other communities, that type of thing. It's not mine. It's God's work, um, that you'd keep me from evil, um, that I may not cause pain. And that's part of, I think, really staying humble, that you are working for God. You are working alongside of churches, and I don't ever want to get in the way of that. Um, our our Books are checked every year by CPAs for grant reasons and for accountability reasons, and anyone is welcome to look at those too. But I am just so grateful uh, that this church, I'm going to go back to the beginning, that this church cares about missions and that you are involved, and I just really, really thank you um, for inviting me here this morning uh, to just share a little bit about our history and about uh, some of the work that we do. You know, we meet with a lot of people somewhere before COVID anyway, between seven and 800 families a year uh, that walk in, contact our office, and uh, they've been doing a great job doing that. So thanks again. Uh, thank you, Larry, and um, praising the Lord for a lot of things, but one is for the... Uh, healing of your wife as well. So we praise the Lord that, and we'll keep praying that she'll be home soon. So, yeah. Well, did you, did you hear what God had to say to you this morning? Uh, I heard three things. Um, one was, you know, God is using um, people just like uh, you and me, all of us, uh, in incredible ways, creating opportunities to be able to come alongside of others, meet basic needs, things that maybe a lot of us take for granted, and to help um, send a message of redemption and a possibility and change and transformation. The other thing that I heard is that God is an amazing and incredible God. What, what awesome stories for both New Hope Shelter and for Friends Ministry, not only in terms of inception, but what's happened throughout the years and for what lies ahead. You know, we, we, we serve, we worship. Um, we are children and people of an amazing God. And then um, lastly, I hope you heard what he had to say to you personally. You know, this mission conference is a privilege and an opportunity to join together as a body of Jesus Christ and do something simply because of God that is beyond what it is that we are. To be able to make an impact and to be able to, again, share that message of who God is 
and what it is that he can do in a lost and a hurting world that he desperately loves together. We have a goal for our mission conference. It's $40,000 lofty, maybe. Um, But I just want to encourage you to consider uh, giving um, to that goal. There's going to be receptacles out in the gathering center along with regular receptacles for uh, your normal tithes and offerings so that together we can continue to be and, and be a part of whatever happens, whatever happens at New Hope, whatever happens at Friends Ministry, whatever happens in this body of Jesus Christ and the things that we're privileged and capable of doing. There's a couple of, of promo videos in the weeks that um, preceded the mission conference, our, our food distribution, uh, the way that we were able to help uh, in a global sense. We'll hear more about that next week as well. Um, with my father's house, there was a promotional video for that. You are all a part of that. And you have a privilege and a share in that, in the blessings that God is bringing in profound and wonderful ways. So I, I hope that indeed um, you seize the opportunity and be a part of it in a very real and substantive way. And if you have uh, an opportunity to help or to come alongside of and participate in some of the volunteer opportunities, um, please see Mark or Larry after the service as well. There, I just offered your time. Sorry about that. Not really. Um, I think it'll be great. And uh, I do want to say to those of you that have been worshiping with us on a regular basis, um, you know, we'd love to have you be a part of the body of Christ here. We're going to have an Explorers class um, right after worship. You can grab a a cookie and coffee, meet us in the upper room. Um, You just go through the fellowship hall, head towards the kitchen, and then you take a hard left. There's signage, you'll see it. Um, But just what it means to maybe be a part of the body of Jesus Christ at Rehoboth and to just be blessed by all that God is doing. Um, some incredible and amazing things currently, but then um, what we have on our eye in the future that God is going to do. 